We're Aaron and Dave Tashin, co-hosts of the Mindful Educators Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, welcome back. Steve here. And today I'm talking with two educational tech gurus. That's right. I got Bucky Bush and Brian Buffington on the show, and we're talking about... Oh, a bunch of different things. One of the things we get into is how you say it. Is it GIF or is it JIF? And how about uh, they're going to come up with their ideas for unique gifts for the non-techie and for the techie in your family. So lots to learn today. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share and subscribe. Enjoy. You are listening to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, a podcast for educators, helping you help kids achieve their dreams. And now here's Steve with this week's show. Brian Buffington is an EDU pioneer, always sniffing out better ways to increase student engagement and learning through technology. He inspires thousands of teachers, admins, and students in regards to instructional technology strategies, professional media production, and digital living education. Brian has presented at national, state, and regional conferences highlighting ed tech and science education. His background includes teaching middle schoolers about science, owning music venues and vintage clothing shops, and writing songs about cheese and eighth grade mustaches. <laughs> Just... Yeah, I, I just can't say those things without laughing. Yeah, it, it's going to get worse, though, here in a second. His, his most recent endeavors include creating professional development specifically for teaching during a pandemic entitled Into the Unknown, releasing new music with the songs Rufio, Stretchy Pants, and Poo on My Shoe, <laughs> cranking up the hashtag buff magic to make virtual learning fun and engaging. Since 2017, he has broadcasted an annual cyber safety event on Facebook Live, a parent's guide to raising digital natives. In 2019, Brian directed and produced Vape News, a PSA video video series aimed to combat student vaping. When Brian is not playing with tech, he's playing house concerts and singing hashtag happy music for the masses. Along with his wife, Brooke, he owns a creative arts company, Studio Blue. The Buffingtons reside in Northeast Georgia where they raise two crazy kids and look for adventure. Bucky Bush has a passion for technology tools and services that help make people's lives easier and more enjoyable. In his work world, Bucky provides technical support services and training to support staff in addition to data analytics services for schools and districts. He is in his 12th year at Northwest Risa, where he serves as their director of technology services. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today. Glad to have you here. Oh, it's good to be here, Steve. Well, Whenever we get together, it's uh, it's fun, and we learn all kinds of new stuff. And uh, and uh, but I've got to make sure that we start with this because lately I've had a few discussions centered around something very serious, and that seriousness is is it GIF or JIF? So what do you think? Who wants to chime in first? Bucky, go ahead. Go ahead. You can you can try to convince the masses. <laughs> I know we disagree on this. Um, yeah, we, we do. It stands for graphics interchange format, and so it should be a GIF. Blah blah blah. For graphics. Yeah, that's what Miss Buffington says, but we also disagree. But that's just you know, in the in the scheme of marriage, we can disagree on this one. So, I, it's it's definitely going to be GIF. Okay, that's that's the way the creator wanted it. And if I, if I was going to make a a new format of graphics, I'm going to say how I want it to be said. But if it's not, I mean, is it? Not, you know, now, Bucky, earlier you, you made a comment before we, were, we started recording that uh, I kind of like that, uh, that argument. Is it uh, someone was talking to, 
to you about, uh, I mean, you mentioned something like buying a gift for your spouse or something. What? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you get birthday gifts if you call it a GIF. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, what, I mean, it, it's, I just recently had, I mean, I, I was sitting there and I have my own thoughts about how you say this word and, uh, or this, and I didn't, I actually didn't realize it stood for anything. I thought maybe they just <laughs> decided to create controversy out of creating it and saying, you guys go for it and let's see how you name it. And then got upset when everybody started saying it differently. So, <laughs> so with, yeah, the, I was, go ahead. I was doing gifs before gifs were cool, by the way. I mean, like I'm talking like uh, Netscape navigator, nice. uh, you know, angel fire, geo cities. I was, a total weirdo using all the gifs. Peanut butter doesn't count, Brian. Yeah, I was, I was wondering, are we, are we stuck in peanut butter land here? I, you know, I, Cr- I crunchy, duh. We're going to go crunchy all the way. Nice. Bucky Pie likes it smooth. <laughs> I do like it smooth. See, I told you. I told you. So I think the controversy of the year definitely is, you know, I think the audience has to understand this. I mean, do you say it? I'm asking you, audience, do you say it gif or do you say it jif? And is it right? to actually have a way that somebody else can, can somebody actually say it differently than you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I just, it's terrible. I, I was sitting there the other day, listen, like I said, to somebody just totally say it differently. And I was like, wow. Well, well during the pandemic, I'm giving a lot of grace right now on how people yeah. say that word. I'm going to, I'm putting on the back burner for this year, but next year I'm going to crank it up and I'm going to police <laughs> how you're using that word. Nice. So, so for those who don't understand what it is that we're even talking about, what are those things? <laughs> well, Bucky's more on the like the technical side of things. Bucky, I mean, can you explain this in a way that they'll understand? I mean, I, <clears throat> the way I explain those are, are just the Harry Potter pictures. They're, they're the pictures that move, right? That's the technical description. I love that. I like that. That's exactly it. It's like I'm I'm fascinated by the fact that we can actually make that now. We can make those newspapers, and where the the people actually move around on the in the the image while we're looking at it so good stuff so so it it actually has a name it's graphic interface graphics interchange format wow and so graphics interchange format and uh what is what does that mean it just means that the graphics are connected to something (laughs) i have no idea (laughs) nice nice all right so so for those of you who don't understand, these are the moving, you can make moving pictures that you can put into, uh, um, so you can show something that, uh, that a uh, little bit of movement there, like a little bit of ripple water, rippling water, or, uh, or uh, just like two people looking like they're talking to each other and uh, all kinds of good stuff like that. But the big controversy is not how to make them because you can do it a lot easier now, right? I mean, do you guys have an easy way that you make them? I mean, that you- let's do it right now, Steve. So I'm going to, you know, this is a buff nugget right off the bat. So Screencastify, they made a major update this past year. And even their free account allows you to take a 10 second, maybe you're like showing somebody how to click somewhere on a website, Google Classroom, whatever it is, you're showing people directions. Well, once you make your little video, your screencast, they have a button that says make animated GIF, Bucky, animated GIF, and it exports into a GIF. And that then you can easily put that online wherever you want. That's excellent. It's awesome. Do you Go have a head. Bucky? Do you have one that? Uh, <laughs> do you have one that uh, you like to use to make your your gifts? I don't make I don't make gifts. Um, he almost said it. He almost said it. I, <laughs> see, you've got you're messing with my head already. If you go to Google Images and you type in Brian Buffington file type GIF, 
the second image on the web is a little bald guy playing guitar at the front of a classroom. If you're looking for an example. Very nice. Very oh, nice. Search, yeah, search option. That's cool. You said little bald guy. I'm going to take that little to heart. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> nice. nice. So let's leave the GIF or GIF um, t- topic a- a- alone. And one of the things that I-, I wanted to make sure that we got into today is that there's so many cool, uh, you know, uh, technology uh, tools out there today. Um, and, uh, and, and before we get into talking about things that you might give people, do you have something that you specifically like using right now when you get a chance to teach others? I'll, I'll go, I'll go, I'll start this off. So, All right. you know, during a pandemic, I'm, I'm working with educators and we're trying to find the most simple creative ways for students to showcase knowledge. Um, we're looking at different ways to assess their knowledge and I think Flipgrid is a top three educational tool this year. Uh, and that flip, what Flipgrid is, is a, it's a means by which students can, can make video content very easily and can have a discussion. It's collaborative. It's all these things. But here's the deal. Flipgrid just announced. They just dropped a big one like last week. They have built-in screen recording. And so what's happening is we have teachers who can you know, make some of these little edits, make these little projects, these little videos without having any video editing knowledge nice. and they're showing students, Hey, I want you to go to Google classroom. I want you to click here, do this. And then it's bam. It's like, then we got instructional content and the teacher's put, putting up a picture of a book of, you know, and just are even using a drawing tablet and using a whiteboard and showing their face. It's, it's a great tool. I guess my tip, the, the thing we've been pushing um, mostly teachers toward um, with the pandemic, everything's gone virtual and virtual sessions can be very stale and boring, um, especially the longer they get. Uh, it doesn't matter yep. how engaging the teacher is. Um, if, you, if you listen to someone talk for two hours, it gets, it gets old fast. So one thing that we've been pushing teachers toward are uh, breakout rooms in these virtual sessions. So think about um, back in the old days when we met face-to-face, uh, you know, the, the speaker would say, now take five or 10 minutes at your tables and they'd give you an activity so that you had, you know, four or five, six people you're working with and you, you do that activity together with them as a small group discussion. Well, the, the breakout rooms in, in the various uh, virtual platforms have now provide that uh, as an option for you to, to put people in small breakout rooms. Um, everybody turns on their cameras, turns on their microphones, and now they're comfortable talking with three or four people in the room instead of, you know, 30, 40, 50 people in the room. So that's been, that's been the most impactful thing in my opinion uh, that we've been trying to help teachers um, utilize and implement. Very cool. I mean, you know, one of the things that's happened with this, uh, with the pandemic is that I think it's, it's really made people have to be accountable for learning how to, uh, how to connect with people, uh, um, how to, uh, that to really take ownership of learning online. And I mean, as a, as a teacher, I think that's something that, uh, you know, we, whether we did it or not before now we really have to, and we have to figure out how to create lessons and so forth with our, uh, with our kids that we're, we're working with. What do you, you know, let's talk about uh, just using some of these platforms just a minute. What do you think is one of the biggest obstacles for learning how to, uh, um, to teach remotely and uh, you know, making it, something that kids want to be part of I think the biggest obstacle obstacle is thinking like 2019 and you know it's, it's not that long ago that we were doing this this thing in a normal 
normal way, uh, whatever that was. But, you know, we have, we're having people by default just switch or just not switch or just going to whatever they know face-to-face and they're putting it online and it doesn't translate well. Um, you know, I'll never forget. I had a guy who, who was, who was really trying something new. And this was back when like flip classroom was like a hot topic and everybody's like, Ooh, I'm flip classroom. And it was the thing, but he was putting his 1.5 hour economic lesson, 1.5 hour, um, you know, instruction online, a video, and then wanting students to watch that online at home. And I'm just, I'm like, you know, I appreciate the hustle, but online is different than face to face. Very cool. Yeah. It's just that uh, 1.5 hour economic talk. I can imagine it was a little snooze fest. (laughs) It it doesn't matter how engaged. Yeah. It doesn't matter how engaging you are, you know, I, I take pride in engaging audiences, but let me tell you, I was thrown a curveball when I had to do this online. It doesn't all translate. And so I had to find some new tricks to really make this work. Gotcha. Bucky, what do you think? I think um, it's really forced teachers to uh, turn students into creative learners and, and um, teachers have to find a way for students to create content and learn that way. Um, instead of like Brian said, you, you can't just post a lecture and expect them to watch it and learn that way. Uh, you've got to give them some ownership of the learning now, let them navigate the waters themselves. Yep. And here's a gift. I think we could all give students this did you year. Say, did you say a gift? What? No, a gift. Come on, Steve, watch it. Watch the tone. Now a gift that we could give students this year is giving them the ability to learn some things on their own, like giving them the opportunity to be self-directed learners. And let me tell you, they are not accustomed to that. They are very accustomed to just getting fed. Um, and that's just the way it's always been. I'm not saying it was bad, but I mean, that's something that can't be Googled. If you can have a child who can actually watch a video and then produce something without a whole lot of teacher interaction, that's the golden goose right there. That's awesome. I love that. That's, you know, that is a big part of this now. Cause we're not in, I mean, we're not in the rooms together. <laughs> it's like, you can't just, uh, you know, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite cartoons from the past was the Jetsons. And I used to watch that every Saturday and, uh, I'll never forget. There's this one episode where, uh, um, you know, Elroy is uh, sitting in his class, which is basically in his house in a desk and he's watching a big screen and he keeps getting up and doing something. And eventually this robot arm comes out and grabs him and puts him back in his seat and tells him to pay attention. I, I know there's plenty of adults that wish they had that robot arm right now. Um, <laughs> Jeez, I didn't think about it. I need to go revisit some of that. That's, that's interesting. It is interesting. If you go back and watch a couple of those, those uh, with Elroy and he's supposed to be in school and, and you know, they, they kind of change it up once in a while. Once in a while, he actually is in a physical school someplace, but there's a lot of them where he's actually in his house sitting at a computer screen and he's sitting in a chair that's shaped like a bicycle, you know, kind of like a bicycle seat type thing. <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. I just, I thought that one was interesting. Yeah. They, I think they forgot what they did from one episode to another sometimes, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess this is kind of like, you know, what did, the, what did the Jetsons get right? And what did back to the future too? Get right. Those are, those are fun to go back to. I like that. That's, that's pretty cool. The, uh, um, so speaking of which, what, uh, you know, what do you think? Uh, I mean, right now let's, let's talk about, well, speaking of which that didn't really come out right because <laughs> I'm not getting ready to talk about back to the future or about the Jetsons, but, what I, <laughs> but what I am going to talk about is 
I mean, what do you think that, uh, do you think this is going to do something that is going to change how we interact in classrooms for when, uh, you know, we get out of this? Do you think it's going to change anything permanently? Do you think we're, I mean, what do you thought, what are your thoughts are? And I'm talking about specifically with technology. I, I think we're already starting to see permanent lasting change. I mean, we, we're recording this in August. Um, so I know it'll be a little later by the time you you get to it, but um, I mean, there's already a shift in thinking of, do I need to really drive four hours to attend that meeting or, um, and even, even for the meeting planners, the people planning the meetings, is it necessary to have, you know, an all day meeting or can we reduce it down into, um, smaller segments? Um, and I think there will be things that, that we want to go back to that we had as what we call normal back then. But I think there's going to be plenty that we adjust and adapt and um, kind of evolve into. Uh, so, so, for example, if you um, if you have a meeting where uh, previously it would have been an all-day meeting for the whole state, um, uh, you know, can that be held in a in a 30 minute to one hour session uh, information session, or can you break that up into multiple information sessions? I think there's going to be a lot less of just let's meet so that we can meet. Yeah, I see that happening. Good. Yeah, I think what's going to happen here is we have the opportunity to be so, so much more efficient with our time. And, and I'm going to go ahead and say it. There's value to face-to-face. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of value. But I think people have been wasting it. Like if people are face to face, we got to give them a reason to be there face to face. It's got to be collaborative. It's got to be interactive. It's got to be creative. And this goes back to the old saying, it should have been an email. And, and I think we just, we have to reevaluate, we have to, we have to reevaluate, reevaluate everything. And, and Steve, I know you were asking like big picture down the road, will people actually make these changes? I think some people will, and some people will not. Um, And it's no one likes to be forced to do something they're not comfortable doing, but it's making me efficient. And um, I'm trying to spread that, that feeling or, or some of the strategies with the people I work with. I think one lasting change is going to be with the, the digital infrastructure that we have. So for example, before there was a lot of paper and pencil, there was a lot of manual and a lot of that got converted to online and automated during this time. And I think that's going to stay. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. It's, you know, that it, it's interesting because I'm a big proponent of, I really don't, I, whenever I hear uh, <laughs> the irony of it all, and I'm the one to ask the question, but when I hear that asked a lot, I like to say to people that I really don't see education changing that much because of needing to have people interact with people. That that's to me, the, one of the greatest powers of teaching and education is that personal interaction that takes place because you need kids need to connect with others and it's difficult this way. But I got to tell you, I think some of the biggest changes are exactly what you guys are talking about because I mean, we're using, I think we're learning how to use this technology better as a result of this distance from each other. And just like, I mean, there's a lot of people that when I say what I'm about to say, they've, I forced them to be through my meetings a long time ago. And now because I'm on, I'm zooming and stuff like this, you know, meetings that probably would have taken me an hour and a half or taken me 30 minutes. And I think, I think it's a conspiracy with my staff members. I think they really figured out how to make, <laughs> make me more efficient in that. I create the agenda ahead of time. I send it out. And then we had this conversation. It's so much shorter. I mean, I, and uh, 
um, which is nice. I'm more efficient with that. And, you know, there's other aspects to this. Uh, you know, I could see um, just totally just, it's just, just the interaction itself. Now, I, and I have to say this, one of the things that I think is interesting is that I think it's helped connect in some ways it, I mean, I have through the podcast, I've connected with people all around the world and this has tremendously ha helped it because it's, uh, I mean, I'm talking to somebody who's in Australia, talking to somebody who's in England, talking to somebody who's in Paris and, uh, you know, and it's, uh, and we get to see each other. And even though the, I have to figure out the clock, I'm not, <laughs> which I'm not good at, <laughs> um, but uh, that once again, the technology helps, you know, you look it up. <laughs> Thank you very much. So Steve, I want to, I want to just add to this, this wonderful conversation. You know, I ha had a vision a couple of days ago about, you know, how do we maximize this virtual learning thing and make it the best ever. And I thought about, I have this guy in South Georgia, his name is Michael, Michael Durant, and he's a rapper. He's a teacher. He's a rapper. And what I wanted him to do is actually come in in the middle of my zoom class and zoom bomb us intentionally nice. with a rap about trade embargoes or whatever. <laughs> and for five minutes, see in no other time in our history, would we, would we ever even think about inviting people to come motivate, engage us in that sense. And I think right now an untouched gold mine is having people guest star guest appearance appear in our virtual sessions. And like, I would love for um, for someone to come in and just break up, up some of the monotony um, in a virtual session that I'm that I'm having. You know, even though I like what I do, it's engaging. But hey, it just helps to have somebody else come in. And I think teachers could do this too. Our students need to see somebody inspiring. They need to see other job job ideas. They need to see people pulling through uh, in a very tough time and hearing from these people. I'm thinking like twice a week. It's a coke break for a teacher. Get a, get that coke break. And invite someone to come talk to your students. I think it's a great idea. And, you know, what's funny is I, I heard, uh, you know, some of these, uh, you know, because, <laughs> you know, with, with the studios shut down um, in Hollywood and stuff like this, there's many of these, you know, you know, they're, they're paid so little, um, these Hollywood actors that are looking for <laughs> something to do. But it's funny. I was actually listening to a podcast where the guy knew a guy who knew a guy and literally just sent he had the intestinal fortitude to just send an email to this actor who said, you know, I'll do that. And so what he did was he came online in a class and just talked in a zoom class for, uh, for just a couple of minutes about something that they were, you know, whatever the topic was. And, and I think you've got an opportunity now where it doesn't cost anything for the person to do that. All it costs is their time. And, uh, and if they're comfortable talking off script, <laughs> you know, and I, I think that's pretty cool. And I've, I've, heard of that working um of people starting to put that tool to to work for them just simply by having the you know the good uh, chutzpah to reach out and say hey would you join my class we'd love to have you on just for a couple minutes to answer this question or whatever so i think that's cool i think i think that really does have an opportunity and you could i mean as a, a you know someone who took a lot of band classes it'd be so cool to you know back in the day mm -hmm. have had herb alpert suddenly come online and say, you know, okay, so you play it this way. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm telling people, it's like, if you, if you contact me and would like me to come talk to your students or faculty for five minutes, I'm not going to charge you for that. I'm going to get it in front of them. And, and I just want to inspire them and engage them in some way. Um, and I think there's lots of people like me who want to do that. Yeah. That's cool. What, what do you think about that, Buggy? 
Um, you, you talk about um, the thing that comes to my mind is, you know, when we had, we've always had the option to do virtual meetings or virtual connection. Um, yeah, Brian and I have been trying to get people to do, uh, Microsoft calls it Skype in the classroom, you know, bring an expert into your classroom. Well, the problem was three, four years ago, a lot of the experts didn't know how to use Skype nice. <laughs> or Zoom or whatever the meeting tool is. And now nice. it's, it's kind of become common knowledge. Now you send someone a Zoom link, they just know what to do with it. Um, so I, I like that a lot that um, not only are these experts more accessible now, um, like you mentioned, Hollywood actors, they have a lot more time on their hands now. Um, but now they're, they're more comfortable with the technology and it, it's just becoming more common knowledge than it used to be. It's so cool because, you know, there for a while I was embarrassed by my age group. You know, my age bracket, if I send them a Zoom link, they go, uh, what do I do with this? <laughs> and I go, oh, come on. It's just click the link, all right? <laughs> um, but the, uh, now it's, it's a lot different because so many more people have this, this capability now. And, you know, and it, it's funny because it's made some of those other, I mean, I'm amazed at how not so very long ago Google was thinking about trashing their Hangouts. It's like, what are you, nuts? And then the pandemic happens and suddenly, oh, we've got this solved. We're, you know, we're the, you know, and it's like, yeah, you almost threw it away. What the heck are you talking about? So, and uh, they're catching up right now, which I thought was interesting, but uh, mm -hmm. good stuff. So let me ask you a question. If, if you guys had, if, is there some piece of technology that you wish you had 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20? Well, I mean, if you could take it back to you then to make life easier, not to, not to be back to the future too, or whichever one it was that Biff finds the almanac, but. I mean, I would have to say uh, you have to have a cell phone. I mean, it's, it, does, it does all the things. And even though it's something I'd like to throw into a river some days, <laughs> it's nice not to have to pull out my, my big Walmart map, the Rand McNall, whatever it's called, <laughs> you know, three foot by two foot map to find out where I'm going and, and then miss my turn 20 times on a highway. Um, so it, Yes, but then I will, I mean, then on the side note, and y'all, you guys will both agree with some of this. Um, it's also just a, a time sucker as well. And it's a, um, you know, you can, get, you can get carried away with looking at too much content and not being inspired and maybe even feeling sad or anxious <laughs> just because you're watching other people's fairy tale stories. So you got to be careful. I got you there. What do you think, Buggy? Mine, mine would be our, you know, sometimes you get, you buy something, you don't think it's going to be life changing and then it changes your life. Um, for me, that's Wi-Fi smart plugs. You know, we got, we got a pack of these. I think we got a four pack on Amazon and um, they are, so if you don't know what they are, they're um, a power plug. You plug into the wall and you plug like a lamp or, or plug the Christmas tree up into them. And then from either from your phone or from, you know, Google home or Alexa, you can turn that device on or off. Um, so like if you have an Alexa with your voice, you can say, you know, Alexa, turn on the Christmas tree and the Christmas tree turns on. And when you go to bed, turn off the Christmas tree. And it's amazing how many times I've used that. Um, I, I can't argue that my phone's not more important than that, but um, that has been, it's one of those where I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. And it's, it's something that it annoys me to have to walk over and turn off the lamp. Like I don't have them for all of my lamps yet. And I need them for all of my lamps. I love that. That's awesome. The, <laughs> that's cool. 
That's really cool. So, uh, you know, and, and, and I got to, I got to tell you, you know, when I think about some of this stuff, if I could do, I would do away with all the social media, I would do away with all kinds of stuff like that. But if I could have just the aspect of the phone, that is the maps. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, the GPS part of it. There's so many times I watched a, a show, um, Oh, last season, there was a show that didn't last more than a season, but it was about the 70s. And the mom gets lost on her way home. And, and it's funny because the, you know, it's, there's like a character who's talking about in those days, you know, we didn't have GPS. And so it was easy to get turned around in different places. And, and I think about it, you know, it's funny because I was just uh, this last, last weekend, we were out, uh, the National uh, Park Service has, a, has an app that works for across the nation. And you just tell it where you are. And it'll help you find the trails and all that sort of stuff. And then it'll even help you with specific trails so that you stay on the trail. And it shows you when you get off the trail. Speaking of Harry Potter, by the way, if, I don't remember what that map was called where it shows the little footprints. You know, it's kind of cool because you watch this thing and it actually shows you, okay, the trail's over here, but you're over here. All right. So now we got to align the footprints with the, <laughs> with the path and you'll be good. And boy, that would have stopped me from being late to a lot of things if I had that, <laughs> that way back when. But good stuff. So speaking of technology, by the way, we're getting close to, uh, we got some holidays coming up and things like this. And I wanted to ask you if, uh, you know, there's, there's lots of people who have, uh, I want to do this two different, two different ways. One, I want to think in terms of what would you buy, buy somebody that's technology, but also what would you buy somebody that's technology for somebody who has everything that's technology? Does that make sense? So if you're given a gift, <laughs> Sorry, not a not a gift, right? But a a gift. <laughs> Brian, you're okay, outnumbered. <laughs> my whole life, my whole life, man. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you're if you're buying a gift for a uh, for a friend who uh, who who just who would like some new technology. Now, this is not the person who has everything. All right, this is the person who just something good that's in the technology area. What would that be? Hey, this, is for, this is for the techie. No, this is for the this oh, is just everyday person, yes. Oh, smart plugs. Start with the smart <laughs> plugs. Uh, the <clears throat> Combine that with a, a Google Home or an Amazon Alexa, and you can control those with your voice. It's a no-brainer. Uh, it's the best thing that will ever happen. And it sounds like it's easy to use. I mean, once oh, you yeah. – nice. You know, I'm going to go to uh, the culinary arts for this one. Um, we recently invested in a wiener toaster – it's got, it's like a, it's like nostalgic and it's, it looks like a Coca-Cola branding and it's got four slots, two for the wieners, two for the buns. Let me tell you, this, this, this brings so much joy to my family. <laughs> they, they sit around, they watch it. But what it was cool. It's like these little circles that you throw the hot dog in and you, you push everything down, two buns, two wieners. And then like three minutes later, you've got like a, like a convenience store hot dog. It nice. is awesome. But they also give you these little tongs and my children, they, they like the movie hoodwinked and they, so they call it the wiener schnitzel. It's kind of a this fun, <laughs> nice. fun guy. And so they like to take care of it that way. But, um, what, so that's for the, per- what's the brand? What's the brand? I'm not typing wiener toaster into my browser. I need to find <laughs> a way to find this without typing wiener toaster. Uh, I just try a hot dog toaster. It was like Amazon. It has like a Coca-Cola branding on it. Yeah. Right. It may be called wiener toaster. I don't know. <laughs> nice. nice. The, you know, that's now that is definitely different. And I can imagine the entertainment, the hours of entertainment from uh, watching the, the wieners get toasted. So it's, the, it is awesome. That is excellent. And 
Nice. So, so hey, hold on. If I throw a smart plug on one of these, I can just say, <laughs> Alexa, toast my wieners. <laughs> nice, nice. Yes, very good. I don't know how that would work because it's got that mechanical feature. Like you got to press it down. I don't know if Alexa's going to do that for you. But I'll, I'll find a way to make next, it work. Next version. That would be excellent. <laughs> nice. I did not expect to hear about a, uh, a toaster that cooks wieners. That's... <laughs> That's an excellent, that, nice. So, you know, one of the things uh, um, that I talked about, so let's talk about the, the people who have everything. I mean, somebody who just has everything, but yet you know that if you bought them something that's low tech, that they wouldn't want it. You got an idea? I mean, I'm buying them a wiener toaster. <laughs> There's no way the techie person has a wiener toaster. You're looking at it right now, aren't you? You're looking at it on Amazon. I have my I have my mouse the show over notes. the add to cart button right now. It's nice. in the show notes. <laughs> so assuming that they have all the smart home things and and all the techie stuff, um, there's an alarm clock called Clocky. So I think um, there's a, a stereotype out there that most tech people are not good morning people. They like to sleep in. They stay up late. Um, so there's an alarm clock called Clocky that when the alarm clock goes off in the morning. It has these mechanical legs that make it jump off of the, of the nightstand and it has wheels. So it jumps off the nightstand and starts running around the room and you have to get up out of your bed mm-hmm. and grab it off the floor. Oh my clocky. This is real, right? We're not, you know, oh, I'm not yeah. imagining this conversation. This is as real as the wiener toaster. <laughs> these are real things, everybody. These are both real things. <laughs> That's cool. I like that. Clocky. Clock, like clock E with an E on the end or clocky with a Y or I With a Y. Neat. And that, for some people, that would be problematic. They had to chase that playing all over the place. Nice. So, Brian, what you got? Oh, you got Clocky? Well, I've got, I mean, I got a list of here. We'll just I mean, hit a couple of these. I'm thinking, you know, for, for tech people, sometimes it's nice to, to get a break from the tech. Maybe you have, you've got a job to do. You, you, you need some help. So both of you know where I'm going with this. I'm going with Fiverr.com, a gift card for fiverr.com to let somebody else do a project for you and give you some time so you can actually maybe get away from the technology with your family. So for those who don't know about Fiverr, it is the marketplace where they, I guess, originally started pretty much everything was as low as five bucks. Now they've kind of expanded some there for multiple pricing, but you can hire people to do everything from you can hire a spokesperson to say good things about you. They'll wear a lab coat and everything. They're like, Brian Buffington, we stand by this man. He knows exactly everything about toenail fungus, you know, and help. And you could purchase Morgan Freeman voiceovers. And it just makes you look good. Sometimes you just need to look good and people think you did it. I so like you that. can impress you can impress people and they think that you're the you're the bee's knees. I like that. You know, I, you just gave me a great idea for that. Get, have somebody who's, you know, like the old denting commercial, four out of five dentists <laughs> say that something you know whatever that would be a good use of fiber money yes so that's awesome what, are, what is there somebody else on fiber that you that you like because i know i you, you've used the fiber a lot the fiber yeah i'm about to i was just talking to bucky yesterday um we're going to um get someone to create a, a countdown for us for all these zoom conferences and zoom events i want a countdown so people can come in early but i want the branding to be you know for our risa up here in northeast georgia at pioneer um and that's pretty inexpensive but it would take me because that's not something i do all the time and that's not something I would make all the time. It, that may take me a half day to figure that out. I mean, just being honest. Um, but somebody else could make that in like five minutes and charge me 10 bucks. And I'd be like, okay, 10 bucks, we got it. 
I love that. That's cool. <laughs> you got something else, Buggy? What, what else? Let's, let's, let's exhaust this list. This is cool. Yep. So um, as a techie person, I'm also a fan of pen and paper, believe it or not. Um, <clears throat> I enjoy writing things down. I think it helps me remember things better. Um, there's a, a notebook that I think a lot of people know about already, but there's a good many people that don't. Um, Rocket Book is a notebook that um, you write your notes in it. Uh, you can actually take your, your phone and using their app, you can scan it. It will di digitize all of your notes. So you have those accessible digitally. And once you fill up the notebook, you take it, you put it in your microwave, you set a cup uh, or a mug of water on top of it, and you nuke it for about five minutes, and all of the writing in the notebook disappears. And it's start over, fresh notebook, ready to roll again. Um, wow. And so I think that would be something that for a person that has a lot of tech, they may not have a Rocketbook notebook or uh, there, there's a lot of notebooks out there that you can scan and, and digitize, but like the, the added feature of being able to throw it in a microwave and reset it back to a blank notebook. That's pretty cool. Excellent. Like that. What else? Let's keep this going. This is good. So stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to go into home decor. You know, we went to culinary arts with the wiener toaster and now we're going to home decor, you know, for the techie person, you're probably doing a lot of zooming. You're doing some meeting, you know, and your space, you need to make your space a little spicy and get it kind of cool looking. So I never thought of myself as an art collector until just recently, you know, art collecting sounds so fancy, but on Instagram, I have found like really amazing artists who are, you know, not like well-known, but they do really cool pop art. I love pop art. Like right behind me, I've got a poster of the blues brothers. Yeah. Um, you can see John Belushi and, and Aykroyd dancing there. Also have a cool one over here of a, a artist rendition of uh, one of the star Wars films. And those are all custom like hand numbered, and it cost me a fortune. And it's, cool. again, I'm just trying to like make my workplace bring me joy. And cause we're here a lot now. We're not, I'm not traveling <laughs> as much as I used to. So I want to really enjoy my environment. That's awesome. So the, cause I noticed the blues brothers one and the star Wars and that those came from you watching being on Instagram. I'm on Instagram and I find these artists like screen printing. Oh, this, right. I, I enjoy, you know, ink printing and I find these guys and what's cool about Instagram is they do a, um, I don't know what the, some people might call it stalking. It's, it's like they, they know what you like. And so they give you 10 more recommendations about other people who do the same thing as this person that you like. And so there's like 10 artists like, Oh, I like this one. I like this one. And so I've gotten, um, I got some really cool stranger things, little, um, magazines. Someone created some little stranger things, magazines with some side stories. It's, it's pretty neat. That's cool. Very cool. What else we got? Let's see here. Um, if you haven't picked up on the fact that I'm lazy yet and don't like to get up to do stuff, um, this yeah. one is yeah, turn so off the we, lights, Bucky. Yeah. So turn off the lights, turn on the lights. I don't like to sweep or vacuum either. So, um, you know, Roomba came out with these automatic robot vacuum cleaners, um, but they're really expensive. I also don't like to spend a lot of money. I'm cheap and lazy. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of knockoffs of these now. So if you go on That's Amazon, what your wife wanted. That's what your wife wanted. <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, there's a lot of knockoffs for these robot vacuum cleaners. We got one. We call her Alice from the Brady Bunch. She cleans nice. our house at night while we sleep. That's cool. And uh, I mean, they're, it's amazing. That's very cool. So does, does it chase the cat or the dog? We don't have a cat. Um, not really a cat person, but... Um, the dog, the dog just kind of stays away from it. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. So 
so do you actually, uh, this is a serious question, believe it or not. So when you named it, is it, I mean, is it a voice command? Yeah, I, I, I don't think, um, I don't know if it's a limitation of the vacuum or the Google Home, but I can't, you know, I can't say make Alice go vacuum. I have to say, turn on the vacuum. Gotcha. Okay. That's, it's, it'll get there though, right? <laughs> I, I hope so. I, I want to do custom voice commands. I, I'm waiting on that because I got some really like toast my wieners. I want to be able to toast my wieners <laughs> nice. with the Google Home. <laughs> nice. Don't nice. forget, it's got the mechanical piece, Bucky. We're not there yet. I'll figure that out. If they give me custom voice commands, I'll figure out the mechanical. They'll figure out a way to do that. Okay. I love it. Excellent. Dr. Brown. Yep. Do we have something else? Do we have something else? Oh, I, got, I got plenty. Yeah. Cool. So let's, let's do some more. I think, you know, if you got everything, maybe one thing that you're missing are those old VHS tapes that your grandma or your mom and daddy have. And you would like to actually have them digitized. So you can then edit them because you have everything and you can, you know, create some really cool montages, um, put some cool music to it. And that's, that's been a lot of fun. Um, I do that. I do that, you know, of course for my videotapes and that's something we do kind of here locally in my community. I help some people who want that done as well. That's very cool. Yeah. That, and then and also extend their life. So that's good. Good stuff. <laughs> Steve, we, we could go all day with these. I don't know how many of these you want us to throw at you. Um, give me, give me but, another one. Let's, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll bring it to an end here in a minute. We'll get, uh, mm-hmm. I think we're, we're approaching the point where, where our audience may be getting upset because they've got some things in their Amazon cart. They're on Fiverr looking at some gigs and they're already spending some money. So oh, yeah. Um, yeah. This counseling is, after this. <laughs> yeah. So there's a website called camelcamelcamel.com. Okay. I'm looking and it up camel, right camel, now. camel lets you take a link from Amazon and paste it on their site and they give you a price history graph uh, so that you can see, um, you know, there's a lot of price gouging on Amazon where, you know, you go to buy something, it's out of stock, but there's a bunch of third-party sellers, they mark up the price. Um, And so you can check for that just to make sure that, you know, it it wasn't way cheaper three months ago. So if you try to, for example, you try to go buy a a webcam online right now, it's going to be twice as much as it's supposed to be because everybody sold out. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but the really cool thing about Camel, 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 you know, things go on sale a lot too. And so um, you can put your email address in and put the, the price that you'd like to buy it at. And they will send you an email if the, if the item ever goes on sale at, at that price or lower. So you can kind nice. of keep an eye on things that you're wanting to get. Very nice. In podcast world, that would be excellent because that means that some of that equipment <laughs> that you've been waiting yes. for, you can, be looking at that cool stuff i never heard of that one and it's well the animal camel uh, yeah i'm camel, surprised camel 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 three camels yeah. one word a lot of camels <laughs> okay i'll i've got camel 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 booked i appreciate you bucky for sharing that one i'm gonna throw a couple in here now this is gonna like set you back so you may you want to get approval on this one maybe and so you don't get in trouble but i've had a lot of fun with the atem mini video switcher so if you're in the tech world you got to do a lot of zooms you got to do a lot of video conferencing why not have two or three cameras have a you know have a couple cameras have another computer that you could like use the slideshow there and you can make a full production a full production in your little home office multiple camera switching with this very simple tool for 300 dollars. because back in the day that technology cost thousands of dollars 
now you have this. And so you can have a close up, you know, like Steve right there in his eyes. You could just kind of pe- like peer into his eyes. Camera one, camera two is like, you know, Steve like chest up, like, oh, he's so buff. And then, you know, camera three is something else. It's just, it's been a lot of fun. And it works that's, with Zoom. That's cool. Very cool. The learning curve is about 10 minutes on that. Even better. Even better. There's nothing worse than something that takes like days and then you give up and you, you reach out to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. So, that's cool. Very cool. All right. So, so that's, go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Oh, I was just going to say, so, I mean, did you have something you want to finish up about that? Cause I wanted to see if we could kind of get you both to do one more and uh, we'll go from there. I, I like that. Let's, let's end. Yeah. So whatever you want, yeah, let's do one piece and we'll, we'll keep, keep it going. Ryan, you go first on this one. Um, so, you know, I've, I've recently got another Mac. Um, I had, had a 2012, a mid 2012 Mac and life was good, but it, you know, after you kind of re, you know, reset the hard drive a few times, reinstall the software, it's still a little, a little slower. Some of these applications I wanted to do, the video camera's like, whoa, Brian, you can't screen Cassify and Flipgrid at the same time. It's having some troubles. So I got a new Mac, but here's the deal. Just like the old Mac, Mac is saying, you know, we're going to simplify things by giving you two ports. USB-C ports. And, and of course, there's complications with that. And you know what we have to get? We have to get about 40,000 dongles to make this whole thing work. And if you're going to have 40,000 dongles, you got the Ethernet dongle, you got the HDMI dongle, you got the you know, USB to four USB dongle, you're going to have to have a dongle organizer. And you can definitely find dongle organizers online. Lots of options there. Nice. And so with the dongle organizer, do you have a favorite dongle? I've got one that's kind of like a, it's, it's kind of like a Swiss army knife of dongles. It's got, but here's the deal. It only has two USB ports and I still have some old school tech, but it's also got an HDMI port built in and an SD card reader all kind of built in. So it's kind of a a, a mega, a mega dongle. It's awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you a, a USB hub dongle so you can daisy chain your dongles, dongle the dongle. That, that'll give you some more USB ports there. Nice. <laughs> Bring I, it on. Send it on. I'll take it. I right. like this. You know, and, and what's, what's really interesting is that I'm not sure that did dongle exist as a word before this time? I mean, <laughs> or. I don't know the history of the dongle. That's going to be that's probably my next assignment in a class with educators. They're just going to research the history of dongle. I think the first time I heard dongle was little wireless USB adapters for, for, you know, back then, Mm -hmm. not every computer had wireless. Um, In fact, a lot of desktop computers still don't. So they had these wireless USB, it looks like a USB stick, but it was, they called that a dongle. Now our dongles dangle. So nice. A little bit different. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. It's got, you know, I guess back then it was a dongle too. It was for verification. Like you had to have the dongle paired up with the computer that had the software like if you lost the dongle no fun for you wow okay yes that that would be i could see that not being good that's a, no, it, was, it was a thing that's a bad idea right there that's you know it, it it's interesting because like the the most exciting dongle that i have is the one that uh, allows me to i finally moved up in the cell phone world because i was sticking with my 6s plus because it has Classic. an earphone jack all right and I was really upset that this world decided that the earphone jack needed to go away so they could sell more of their, their uh, in-the-ear molded uh, uh, little uh, um, earphone thingies. And, uh, and I'm like, I, 
you don't understand my, my lavalier mic connects to this. I can create great sound for my YouTube videos and I need, and then, you know, they came out with a solution. Now you can't charge the thing because it's plugged into the, into that charging port there, but uh, at least it works. So I finally moved up in the world and you know, my favorite dongle right now is the dongle that uh, um, dangles from the end of my phone that allows yep. me to use my, the earphone. So light, a lightning, a, yeah, lightning to, I guess, eighth inch. Yep. Yes, and I, whatever he said, because it just allows me to hook in the, I can put in the lavalier mic or put in my earphones, and so that works. So, uh, but all is good. But uh, so, you know, as we wrap up, Buggy, do you have anything else? Any any other stuff you wanted yeah. to share there? Yep, I've got one more. Uh, it's a hobby of mine. We use multi-million dollar satellites to find pieces of Tupperware in the forest. Um, if you haven't heard of a, a hobby called geocaching, um, mm -hmm. I think that'd be a great for the techie kind of person. Um, that's maybe they have everything or they, um, <clears throat> so this is kind of off the beaten path, no pun intended for, um, a techie person. So I would pair this, uh, some people pair wines with cheese. We pair, um, gifts with techie things. Um, if I were a spouse and I were looking for, or if I were looking for a, a techie, or a gift for my techie spouse. I think a, a, a disconnect vacation to some kind of, you know, mountain lodge or, or just a weekend trip somewhere with a geocaching.com premium subscription. Uh, I think that would be a great gift. Geocaching is, uh, there's an app on your phone and you go, you find a geocache that you want to search for and it will give you GPS coordinates to where that's located at and sometimes there it'll be in the middle of town um, other times it'll be off in the woods somewhere off of a path um, but it's it's kind of this hidden secret underground world that most people don't know about um, and actually if you there, there there's a free version um, a lot of the caches are, are premium only but you can sign up for a free account and get started go down to your local downtown and there will be little containers with um, paper stored inside of them and you when you find the container open it up you look at the paper you sign the log to say that you found it and uh, it's just kind of a, a way to track what you found it's something to do with the spouse or with the kids uh, it's just a neat activity that i think most techie people may not know about very cool <laughs> it's modern goonies it's modern treasure hunting <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah right. that, that's what's cool it's like uh, you're going out there and treasure hunting and uh and can say that you did it. That's neat stuff. So, in uh, fact, speaking of the Goonies, um, when my son was about four, we went to a state park here in Georgia and we found a a pirate treasure geocache. So it was we had to hop in the kayak, go across the lake. There's a little uh, small island there in the middle of the lake, and so um, someone had hidden a like an ammo can full of this like dollar store pirate treasure and. Um, he still remembers that. I think that's one of his mm. first memories is going to find the pirate treasure with dad. So that's cool. <laughs> nice. What a creative way. It's a great idea. Yeah, that is a great idea. Good stuff. So, you know, guys, I appreciate this today. This has been fun and we're, we're kind of, we're wrapping up here. Um, you know, if, uh, if you wanted to, uh, give somebody, uh, some lasting advice just, uh, for, uh, dealing with, well, um, you know, this, the technology in this world and getting used to using, uh, you know, teaching remotely or, you know, if you wanted to give a, a teacher one piece of advice in dealing with remote learning and dealing with the zoom world that we're in, what would it be? What's that one thing you want to leave them with? That's a great question. Um, 
Mine would be to try to empathize with the student. So um, what I mean by that is, you know, students are struggling through this too. Um, even though I know all, I, I guess, I guess it is safe to say now that all students are digital natives. They grew up with the technology, but they, at this point, they're still used to learning in the classroom with you. They're not, they're not used to all virtual or um, even this blended model that we're doing. So they're in the same boat you are as far as figuring out how to do this. Um, and so as much as you can empathize with that, I think uh, you'll be better off. Yeah. And, you know, I never thought ever in my life I would have to talk about social emotional learning. Like, I mean, people have me come work with them because we have to talk about technology and the classroom and, and innovative ideas and engagement. But it's, it's crucial. Um, and so when I'm, when I'm working with teachers like this year, I have to start off right off the bat talking about grace and I never, ever thought we would talk about grace in a, in a school setting. But, and it's not about necessarily, t you know, when we think about grace, it's like, I'm going to give you grace. You did me wrong. You know, I'm just, we're good now. Now I'm talking about teachers giving themselves grace because there is so much tension, anxiety. It's going to hurt somebody if you don't. And you're just going to have to pour it on thick because you are asked to do so much this year. And we don't have all the answers, but you could just, just do it. Just do the things, try some things. I think this is the year of experimentation. It is. We just got to have the right mindset. Try all the things. This is the year and uh, just be nice to yourself. I love it. I love it. I have. So um, guys, here we are getting ready to close up one of the close out, I guess. One of the things that I'd like to, uh, to do is if, if someone wanted to reach out to you, you know, connect with you, ask you a question about that wiener roaster or the, the, the wireless uh, lamp turner off our honor type mm -hmm. thing. Um, what, uh, uh, where could they reach out to you at? Where could they connect with you? All right. They can get all my information at briankbuffington.com. Um, pretty much Brian Buffington is going to, and Google's going to pull up all my, my major stuff. Yeah, and same for me, buckybush.com. The advantages of having a unique name or you get that, that, that screen name on any platform you have. So if it's a social network or email, it's just at Bucky Bush. Very cool, very cool. So I'll have those in my show notes. Excellent. And so last question I want to ask you, and it goes like this. If when things get tough, you know, and you're, you've got a lot of things coming at you and you're, you're working on a lot of stuff, you've got, you got a lot of different frying pans in the, in the fire going, um, how do you, how do you deal with when you get overwhelmed? I mean, how do you deal with that? How do you, how do you calm down and get to get to focus on what it is that you're trying to do and, uh, and get it done? What, what do you do to calm yourself down and stay focused? I, I choose to just prioritize the, what are the most important things that day? And that's, you know, a lot of times that's, that's going to be your family. Um, it's gonna be your health. And then from there you do the things that you can with the time you have. And then lately I've just been getting on a kayak and, going down the rivers and lakes up here in Northeast Georgia. And that's been therapeutic for me. We've done a lot of lake river trips too. Um, I wish I could remember the quote. Someone said a quote about um, the, the essence of it was that you're not productive if you're busy. And I, I think that's, if you have so much going on that you just feel like you're, you're, you're not getting anything done. Um, like Brian said, I think focus is the most important thing. And uh you know, a, a separation of work and 
home life, I think is more important now than ever. Uh, I know most, a lot of us are working from home. Uh, if you're a teacher, you've got students that are submitting assignments at 3 a.m. and you're having to support that somehow. Um, but find some way for when you get off work, let's have some sort of transition, whether that's listening to Steve's podcast on the way home and that's how you transition into your, your home life. But uh, setting up those boundaries, I think is, is key. Because if you don't and you feel like you're, you're working all the time, you're not being productive. Excellent advice. I appreciate you both giving that advice there. It's uh, our world that are in, it, 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 it is what it is. And it, it's great to have some advice and thoughts about that. Because sometimes I think we forget about that, uh, that we do need to separate or that we need to find that thing to help us refocus. And that's, that's good stuff. I, you know, I think it's cool that you both do the kayaking. I've, uh, my wife and I have been taking up kayaking and uh, having some fun doing that. And it, there's nothing better than that feeling like you're like Lewis and Clark heading out into the the great beyond or something like that. And until of course you run into more Lewis and Clarks and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and a bunch of other people, but uh, uh, good stuff. This has been fun today. Thank you so much, Bucky and Brian. It's been excellent uh, talking with you. I can't thank you enough for your ideas and sharing your thoughts and, and uh, ideas about technology and uh, what we got going. So I appreciate your time and, and thanks for being here today. Thanks for Steve, having my us. My pleasure. It's good to see you always. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is excited to be a member of Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, your voice is right here. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. The opinions expressed on Teaching Learning Leading K-12 are those of the guests and hosts. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is intended to share ideas, advice, and suggestions for classroom teachers and school administrators. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is produced for educational purposes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll share it with your friends.